Boris, Me and the BBC The book Boris, Me and the BBC began its life as an extended diary-style research notebook. I began compiling it during the time of the EU referendum in 2016. Over time it grew into first an e-book and then more recently, in March 2022, into a print copy. It begins with a prelude which hasn't changed much since my first draft. What's it all about then? What's it all about? The ultimate existential question. I have two favourite what's it all about stories. The first is the apocryphal tale of the taxi driver and the philosopher. In one of his earlier versions, the taxi driver is telling the story to his latest fare. Guess who I had in my cab last week then, he asks. After some failed guesses, the passenger concedes. Go on then, who was it? Bertrand Russell, the philosopher. And guess what I asked him? Don't know, what did you ask him? Life, I says. What's it all about then? And you know what he replies? Impatient passenger. No, what did he say? He hesitates, thinking about it. Then he says, he doesn't know. My second story is about the best-selling author Lee Child, as told by his biographer Andy Martin. Walking in New York one day, Child is accosted by a Bible-waving evangelist. Always been interested in the Bible, Child says. What's it all about then? It seems that Child believes the ultimate challenge for an author is to answer the question about a book, preferably in three words. The first being, it's about. So what's it all about then, this book? It's about Boris, me and the BBC. That's not helpful. It's like saying Brexit means Brexit or saying a rose is a rose is a rose. It's about Boris Johnson and the increasingly important part he played, first in the EU referendum of 2016 and eventually as Prime Minister attempting to fulfil the will of the people in exiting the EU. Then it's about me and my interpretation of these historically important events and the important part played by the BBC in shaping the story for so many of us caught up in its dramatic twists and turns. I've produced a hybrid of two different genres of book. I collected and reported on the historic news headlines. These could have been turned into a factual account of the stories reported in the news about the rise and rise politically of Boris Johnson from an ambitious outsider to leader of parliament in Westminster. Or I could have turned it into a work of fiction, in which a detective finds himself in a world in which he has to deal with his everyday personal problems while writing a political thriller in which dark forces are threatening the world by eliminating the distinctions between truth and lies, or something like that. The title of the books would then have to be changed to fit more comfortably into their respective allocated shelves. The political history would have a title suggesting its seriousness while signalling its inclusive appeal to a wide audience. Maybe something like Dilemmas of Leadership, How Boris Johnson Resolved His Career-Threatening Dilemmas as a Journalist and Rose to Power in Politics. The title of the fictional work would follow the crisp, condensed style which could transfer into a movie or TV series, something inspired by 1984 or Rebecca. Maybe Enigma, except that has already been used with the plot summary. 
The British cryptoanalysts have cracked the shark cipher once before and they need to do so again in order to keep track of U-boat locations. You can see that Boris falls somewhere between the two. It's a hybrid. Hybrids are rather liked by literary agents because they appeal to publishers seeking prize-winning novels. They seem less attractive to hard-headed book commissioners looking for the next blockbuster or bonkbuster. I carried on with my daily efforts at news gathering until the act turned into one of dogged persistence. I was into a mode of unthinking, postponing the future problem of how I would reach resolution by producing something worth publishing. The product came to a halt when I began to see an ending at least an ending to the note-keeping stage, somewhere towards the end of the interim period of the Brexit negotiations it had acquired its title from. So how did Boris acquire its final title? Giving a book a title is a subject which requires an entire podcast. Here I'm just going to focus on Boris. Boris, me and the BBC stuck me in a eureka moment of everyday creativity. Thinking back, it might have been influenced by a BBC podcast called You, Me and the Big C, an inspirational account from a cancer sufferer. My title seemed better than other provisional titles I had played around with, such as Boris Johnson and the Battle for Brexit. Well, that's how Boris got its title, and now how it all comes about and connects with podcasting. Yesterday, I was sitting in the clubhouse of the Northern Tennis Club with William and Catherine, the newest addition to the growing team of poddlers working on the completion of the print version of Boris. William and I had completed an hour's tennis on Indus Court, rebooked as a sudden cold snap had halted the progress towards spring and outdoor tennis. We were there rather like ground control trying to make connection with the space station, or vice versa. Catherine had taken the original e-version of Boris and converted it into a cleaned-up text. It was a moment of transition for me. My decision to switch from writer of books to a new, if not youthful, podcaster was becoming a reality at last. As expected, however, ground control to Captain Kindle was running into communication problems. Catherine, who had been working in a quiet corner of the room, brought a computer to our table. It's nearly done, it's just loading, she said. Outside, the sudden cold snap was warming up and a few hardy members of the club were heading for the outdoor all-weather courts. We bought another round of coffee. I was expecting a delay in publication, maybe expecting that a request for further corrections. Confirmation. We have take-off. Or to be more accurate, it's gone through, Catherine said. You'll get notification in a few days when the book's on sale. We celebrated. The celebration was not quite as boisterous as those greeting the moon landing a half century ago. But after all, we were enjoying our own humble triumph of everyday creativity. I'd waited nearly a year for the changes which are to give my book a physical existence. Surely now there'll be no further delays. 
Of course they could. Straight after the meeting ended, I checked my Kindle account. Yes, it was possible for me to purchase a copy. Rather than wait for the snail-like delivery time of an author's copy, I opted for Amazon Prime, which would deliver the copies the very next day. I could hardly contain my excitement. Surely nothing could go wrong now. I would soon have the very first print copy of Boris in my hand. Overnight, a message arrives which changes me from happiness to despair. A cheerful message from Amazon. Hi, Tudor. We're writing to let you know the payment for your order is pending your verification. Please verify your payment with your bank or select a new payment method to complete your Amazon order. You may need to contact your bank to use your existing payment method. If your payment is not verified within five days, your order will be cancelled. Please visit your orders to verify or select a new payment method. To learn more about bank verification, please visit our help page for more information. My mood of unconfined joy has vanished in the length of time it took to read the cheerful message. The next day brings hopeful news. Another message from Amazon. Hi Tudor, your package with Boris, me and the BBC will be delivered today. To help ensure the safety of our customers and delivery partners, we will now leave packages at your doorstep where appropriate and move back before you collect your package. If you would like to tell us a safe location to leave your package, please update delivery instructions by visiting our Track Your Package page. Yes, and I've already done that. Today, a further moment of anxiety. I googled the book only to find the e-version for sale. That is to say, the only sale is for the e-version. I remember there's an interim period for making a revised version. So just what will arrive later today? Mid-afternoon. A ring on the doorbell. By the time I reach the door, the deliverer has disappeared. But there on the floor outside lay two parcels of joy. One well wrapped up in a single cot. The other triplets in a larger container. Joy unconfined. I rush out into the road, but there's no sign of the delivery man. Or maybe it was the stork who has gone back to the baby factory. In either case, I return home and gently open up the packages. There they lie, beautiful. It is time to celebrate. Pirate33 is a member of my chess-playing community. He sends me a kind message about the book. April the 19th. I get my first critical review about the book. It's from Pirate33, one of my chess-playing friends.
Hi Tudor, I did a speed read of it last night. Conclusion, a breezy catalogue of the primary UK political events of our time interspersed with some local colour. You might want to edit page 175. You have Joe Swinson as a bloke. There again, maybe you know something we don't. I, re I reply, well spotted. Fortunately, there are at least three other references where her designated identity was correctly represented. The author's challenge. Do I now go into a second edition just to remove the uncertainty about Joe Swinton's identity? William reports he is checked at Amazon and Boris is there. He adds that there's a surprising number of books written about Boris Johnson and muses, why do so many people want to write? Dilemma after reading the first edition in cold print. There are obviously going to be areas which corrections would improve. Do they justify the effort and time converting the book into a second edition? A few days later, events occurred that answered the question. The story of Boris was about to take a totally different direction. It's not going to go away. I agree. I've had a brief moment of personal euphoria over the publication of Boris and his battle for Brexit. As the book ends, he appeared as a successful, although controversial, leader. But today, beyond Partygate, there is the dilemma facing the government of a deepening financial crisis with local elections only a month away. Covid and Brexit consequences are increasingly topics threatening to reappear. And the war in Ukraine, plus a need to address climate change issues, will also require more urgent political leadership. Tudorama will be following these stories in future episodes. <laughs>